When you've been hurt by your spouse, it can be so easy to start criticizing him or her for all of the problems in your relationship. But blaming them only makes things worse, not better. Today you'll hear a powerful story from a couple who were rocked by an affair, and the wife chose to love her husband instead of playing the blame game. I'm John Fuller, along with my Focus on the Family colleagues, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin Smalley. And um, Erin, it's toxic for us to be blaming our mate after we've been hurt. But why is that? Well, it's interesting because when you're blaming someone else, you're actually taking the focus off of you. So in many ways, you're not able to focus on your own personal growth, but you're also not able to effectively communicate what is going on for you because you're focused on what the other person is or isn't doing. Mm. And so there's something so powerful about stepping back and just reflecting on what is going on for me. If my spouse has done this and it hurt me, how does that impact me? And then I can go and share, well, that hurt me. And this is what I feel. You know, I feel rejected. I feel invalidated. I feel not good enough, whatever it is. And this is what I'd like to request moving forward. That is so vital to slow down and to resist the urge to blame that other person and start to own kind of what is my part. Um, Let's go ahead with that in mind and uh, move to a conversation that we had with Mark and Jill Savage. And uh, in previous episodes, they shared with Jim Daly and me about how Mark had been unfaithful to Jill. And uh, here they're going to talk more about their recovery process. Jill and Mark, welcome back to mm-hmm. Focus. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you. Uh, it's so good to have you back, and I mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, thank you for extending our time together on the broadcast. Uh, as I mentioned, we spoke last time about that brokenness, what was going on in your relationship. Uh, Mark, for those just joining today, you're in and out of this affair seven, eight times mm-hmm. over the period of just over six months trying to figure out what to do. You separated, you were living in an apartment, you had five children. And Jill, you're just hanging on by a thread, I can Mm -hmm. imagine. And you expressed some of that last time. You began to develop hope, not trust, but you had Mm -hmm. hope that God could heal your marriage. And it took Mark a little longer to get there. That's kind of the background as to where we're at now. And I do want to concentrate on those common barriers that couples have to overcome that you overcame Uh, to fix your marriage and to move in a healthy direction, in a Christ-centered direction. Mm -hmm. So uh, how can a couple successfully avoid the blame game, which is one of those barriers? And we were into that a bit last time, but each having a list. And Jill, we can expand on this a little bit. Again, I'm so proud of women. And again, this is a generalization. I know it's not everybody. Women have this incredible capacity to look at themselves. Mm. I mean, as a man, you know, it gives me tears because you're so quick to say, what have I done? Where have I fallen short? What's my problem? And Mark, you typified the man. Mm -hmm. Hey, I got a list on you and it's really your fault. Mm-hmm. that I'm in this mess. I mean, yeah. we're like little boys. Yes. You made me eat it. Mm. Right. You're the one that told me to do it. <laughs> right. And I mean, it just it's who we're, we're made up that way. Goes and back to Adam. It does. This, this woman you gave me. <laughs> right. She's the problem, God. <laughs> and so, and I'm glad we can laugh about it now, but I know people listening are maybe in that pitch of pain. Yes. Right. And you guys can laugh today, but you had to go through a valley, a pit. So Jill, let me come your way again. Let's frame that a little bit. What are these barriers? Uh, One obviously is the blame game. Speak to it. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that was so very helpful, and I do write about it in Your Next Steps, 
is I, I was able to look at Mark through eyes of compassion. And that kept me, there was plenty of blame at times. Don't hear me wrong on that. But when I was able to see that he was acting out of his own hurt and his own confusion, that really helped me to resist blaming more than where I already was just naturally going um, because I realized he was he was personally struggling. You know, a, this was an identity challenge. This was him feeling lost from leaving ministry for 20 years. And so that was really helpful for me was to see him through eyes of compassion. And that kept the blame at least... Um, at a lower level. Okay, I get mm-hmm. that, and that's For helpful. Mm-hmm. Some women are saying, you're crazy. I mean, right. seriously, because we're operating out of our flesh, I would say, in that moment, mm-hmm. and they're justifying their own unchristlike responses, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard. Oh, I know we're going to get lots of is. people and, tearing us up I mean, here. I will tell you, um, I can remember one particular night after Mark left, the toilet overflowed on the second floor of our home, and the water came down onto the main level and down into the basement. Um, I did a lot of blaming that night. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I you was didn't do that angry. on purpose, did you, Mark? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh, he right. was no. gone. Okay. I he thought had you said a trap there and then left <laughs> right. the house. But, yeah, you know. he had left. And, and I was home with, you know, two teenage boys. And I don't know how to fix, you know, plumbing. And I was really angry. And there was a lot of blame that went on that night. Mm-hmm. So without a doubt, you know, there was a, a fair share of... Um, me throwing blame his way, him throwing blame my way. Well, let me um, ask Mark to jump in on that. I mm-hmm, mean, your perspective like on the blame game. Well, uh, my reality was I was led by my flesh, and I didn't understand that then. Uh, I totally get that now. But I was led by my flesh. I was following my flesh. And what was powerful from Jill is I saw a, it was not an easy transformation for her, but it was an intentional decision on her part to love me well and to love me in a way that she had never done so, and that was spirit-led. So, Greg, it seems that when a couple is in a situation like that with Mark and Jill, uh, where they were, it's easy to say, well, I've done some things wrong, but uh, most of the problem is on my spouse. They're the really, they're the offender in this. Um, why is that the wrong attitude? And we heard a little bit from Aaron earlier, but go ahead. Yeah, kind of at a high level, what we've discovered in our own marriage and the couples we work with, it's a total waste of time to oh. figure out who's at fault who's to blame it's just it's a waste of time because it just spins you around and around i like to measure around. it out though you know you are 51 percent of the problem <laughs> well, and i am 49 percent of the problem say. just i think naturally <laughs> most of us want it we do this fast mental math well okay i might have five or ten percent here one or two percent but uh, 90% just a waste of time them. like you're it saying it doesn't Greg. work there's no value it doesn't help it feels a couple good greg it does <laughs> which, for a while it, but you know, it won't get you where you want to go no like, It'll I want to move stuck. forward in this conversation. I'm blaming you two for keeping me stuck <laughs> on this point. That did feel good. Thank you. Okay. I agree. You know, <laughs> Thanks I think, for listening. <laughs> I think at a, at a deeper level, yeah. more impactful level, um, if, if I view Aaron, so if I'm blaming Aaron, it really, in essence, I'm seeing her as both 
the problem and the solution. Like you do this and therefore if you stop doing that, everything will be fine. Uh, and I spent, well, I'll look at Aaron. How many years did I spend <laughs> trying to convince you that you were both the problem and the solution? Yeah, if you just come to me when you're frustrated, just in a gentle way. Yeah. We could sit down and talk through anything. Well, that, so that, just that sounds change. reasonable. Yes. And right. I would say at least the first eight years of our marriage, but I would say in mist getting triggered and us stepping into that well worn cycle, you know that that stuff still can come up. And so the yeah. good news is we've both learned how to get out of that pathway. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, and see, the problem for me is when, when I blame Erin, when I see her as the problem and the solution, it makes me powerless because then I have to figure out clever ways to manipulate her to do what I want her to do and to stop doing what I don't want her to do and whatever it is. Yeah, I find snarky comments help a lot, by the way. They do. They do. You will be blamed fairly quickly. That's where I go very quickly. When you do that. I think the other part, too, is just on a personal level that blame, I think, is rooted in pride. Again, this sort of this notion that that I think that I'm right, that it's easier to see what she's doing versus really going, yes, what Aaron did hurt me in this way, or I don't like it when she does this. If if she comes at me harsh, it's okay for me to go, I don't really like that. But constantly I was focused on her so that I'm missing some part of of how I'm contributing to the problem. Mm Mm-hmm. In, in outside of rare examples, it's it's hard to imagine where it's just simply 100% this person's fault. Yeah. And if I stay there, or even if I'm like 51% is Aaron, only 49% is me, there, there's still a pride factor there. And God opposes the proud, and so will your spouse. Mm. Versus that, that humility means I don't like it when Aaron does this and this is hurtful, and I want to share that with her, but also recognize that I'm sure I'm contributing in some way. It could be a family of origin. Maybe I'm I'm reacting to Aaron based on maybe a way that my mom talked to me or her tone of voice or whatever. It could be as simple as that, whatever. I, I can always go, God, you know, search my heart, mm-hmm. reveal to me what's really going on. Yeah. And I think that's how you really get around the need or the desire to blame. Hmm. Well, I appreciate your insights. I, even last night, uh, Dean and I were talking, and I triggered her. And instead of me, you know, reacting to her elevated emotional state, I just, I kind of backed off. And I thought, well, I just need to come back to her the next day or two and just say, what was that about? Because I realized that I might have actually been the problem, not you. Um, so I, I appreciate what you're saying. Slow. I, I'm taking it. John is taking this to heart. <laughs> Slow down. Don't I'm blame. Hoping Aaron is as well. Figure out, God, Whatever. what do you I'm have? Greg is yeah. too. <laughs> what do you have for me in this moment? And I, I hope that you can get to a point, you know, as Jill said, of looking through eyes of compassion towards your spouse, not blame. Well, we want to encourage you to get a copy of Jill's uh, great book, Your Next Steps. It dives into more of their inspiring story of how God restored their relationship, and we're making that available today when you make a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. We're here to support marriages, and you can join us in that work. Um, You'll find all the ways to do that in the show notes. And if you're struggling in your relationship, we do have 
an amazing program called Hope Restored. We've talked about it numerous times here on the podcast and elsewhere. It's a key outreach for the ministry. We see God bring broken marriages to these four-day intensives, and they become healed and restored. And there's life again. So if you need a safe place to figure that stuff out, um, go ahead, give us a call, and we can tell you more about Hope Restored. You'll hear more of Jill and Mark Savage's story next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.